Hello and welcome to Slaying Giants, everyone. Nashville edition. Yes, I'm finally here in the Music City, I think it's called. Anyways, flew in early this afternoon, went to the convention, and I promised I would give you guys updates, so here they are. This first day, well, the, the meeting officially starts tomorrow for the messengers, but there's been a bunch of pre-meetings and pastor meetings that have been going on since, I believe, the end of last week. And uh, I've, I've uh, been telling a lot of people uh, both personally and on the podcast about some of the issues that have been that are facing the SBC, um, but I just want to tell you that my first day here, I am cautiously optimistic. the The whole tone of the of the meeting has been very, it's been very good, been very positive. People genuinely love genuinely love Christ. They want to work together to spread the gospel. And I'll tell you, this is my first time to ever go to an SBC yearly meeting. Man, I call it Baptist Con because it is amazing. There are, I went into the main conference room and there are literally hundreds of booths set up for different ministries and seminaries and colleges and book produced, you know, book publishers and and I'll I'll tell you I uh I got a little emotional in there just seeing all that God was doing and just realizing that we're part of this amazing work that God is doing called the body of Christ called the church and uh I I thought I uh the emotion I was feeling and also you know there's a lot of important decisions to make that are going to determine the future of the the SBC but I thought I was just tired because I didn't sleep great last night, and it's I've just been running around. Had a oh man incident at the airport, almost missed my flight. Had to park in the, a different terminal, take a taxi to my terminal. Anyways, not to bore you with my life, but it's been a long day, and I hadn't eaten anything since seven. And it was I think I I got registered and then went into the conference. I got registered about four thirty because I was running late, so I went to the messenger orientation before I got registered. So I went to orientation, then got registered. While I was registering, it started to hit me just the incredible privilege we can have as being to be a messenger and determine the the course that that the SBC makes. And and then I went into the conference hall and I just saw everything going on and I started getting more choked up. And then I went into the the main room, which is huge. the The Music City Center here in Nashville it's beautiful and it is enormous. Anyways, I went into the main room and they were having the I, uh, IBM. I think that's what it's called. Is that right? Oh man, I'm blanking out now. The International Baptist uh, Mission Board, I IMB International Mission Board. There we go. Man, it's been a long day. I'm tired. We they were commissioning these uh, couples and missionaries to go out, and they would tell you their story, and then they sent out. And oh man, I could only stay in there a few minutes. It was it was just wrecking me, so touching. I would have been bawling on the floor if I hadn't left. And I thought it was because I was tired and my blood sugar was low. And that, honestly, that probably was part of it. But then uh, there was a a reception for the Texas messengers at uh, seven thirty. I uh, just got back from. 
I was talking with one of the pastor's wives there, and she told me the same thing. She goes, she goes, I went in there, and she goes, I just nearly cried at how awesome it is. So I just want to encourage you guys, there are good things going on in the SBC, and it would be really a shame to let that go to waste, I think. And so I just pray we can we can right the ship. Because um, let's think about it. The SBC has been doing amazing work for God. God's, or let me put it this way, more accurately, God's been using the SBC to accomplish his, his mission in a mighty way for decades. Just sending out missionaries, training pastors, doing relief work, um, you know, fighting for the betterment of people around the world, but most importantly, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and making disciples and Pro, and maybe no other organization has done it to a greater extent than the Southern Baptist Convention. And so it makes sense that Satan would try to either pervert the mission of the SBC or to break it into smaller parts, you know, to break it up and, and minimize its impact. So I was talking with some pastors and they were just very encouraging. To, uh, they went to some meetings yesterday that I didn't know about, and just I just heard that the the heart and the prayers there were were great. And then there was another. Um, there's so many committees. Ugh, there's even a committee on committees. <laughs> but someone was uh, elected to some. There was some vote. I think it was earlier today that only pastors went to, and it was to, it was to, uh, I don't even know what it was over, but the pastors voted, and they voted overwhelmingly for this small town pastor who is very faithful to the Bible, not giving into the whims of culture and critical race theory and anything else coming down the line. And they just voted for him overwhelmingly. So if that is an indicator of things to come, then that is a good sign. So uh, I just want to say, keep praying. You know, we're not the tomorrow is the big day. Tomorrow we uh, early in the afternoon, about two o'clock, we're going to vote for the president, and then after that, the first vice president, and then we also have a second vice president. And since there's four candidates for president and four candidates for uh, assistant or second vice president, there's most assuredly going to be, there's almost certainly going to be some runoffs. Uh, so keep those in prayer. In the morning, they're going to read the resolutions that people have presented, and uh, most certainly there'll be one against, you know, denouncing critical race theory. Someone might present one to strengthen critical race theory. So just pray for that, that we give us wisdom. Um, and discernment, and that we just follow uh, follow God's word faithfully, and uh, and just do everything in a spirit of love. Because there's going to be some debates. Uh, you can they present things, and then people can debate things. People can make motions, and then later uh, they can debate those motions. So just pray that that is all done in a way that honors God. So that is what's going on this. Monday, the what I call the pregame to the big event tomorrow. Um, at the Texas reception, I got to. I oh, by the way, I ran into my pastor while uh, 
in the ginormous conference room. And um, that was kind of serendipitous. Um, we got talking and I was actually talking with a guy who is from the Tennessee Baptist Convention. And my pastor came over. He knew him. They'd uh, known each other before. But apparently, there is an exact replica of the Parthenon just outside of Nashville here. Can you believe that? With a statue of Athena, and it gets all lit up at night. I want to go try to go see that if I get a chance. But anyways, I didn't even know that. Anyway, the the, the guy from the uh, the Tennessee Baptist Convention, and might even be the president, I don't know, he looked pretty official, was... Uh, he asked if this was my first time to Nashville, and I go, yes. He goes, okay, you got to go see the Parthenon. He go, I go, the what? He goes, yeah, there's a Parthenon, and it's the exact replica of the one in Greece, and it's not all broken down, and, and they light it up at night. And he goes, and I tell people that because no one's ever heard of that, but it's here. So hopefully go to see it. He said it's about four miles away, so shouldn't be too far. Nothing's real far in Nashville. It's not, not a big city. But it's a cool city. I'll let you know. This is my first time here. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Nashville if you've never been. Real cool. I am staying in a very cool little hotel right across the street from the Johnny Cash Museum and Cafe. So I hope to uh, make it there um, either tomorrow or Wednesday. I mean, I will slap myself if I don't make it. And then the con- uh, the convention... The music, uh, music city center where the SBC meetings being held is right next to the Country Music Hall of Fame. So I hope to go there too. And then, uh, then I want to make it out to the Parthenon. So, anyways, and I, I hope this quality is good because there's playing some pretty loud uh, live music in the venue next door. So if you hear that, that's what it is. But anyways, that's about the host city here. Uh, I'd like to come back, bring the wife sometime. She's a country music fan, especially Johnny Cash fan. I mean, who's not? Um, well, I wasn't until she introduced me to him, but shame on me. He's great. And I love him now. Um, then, what else? Oh, something else I was going to tell you guys. Ran into a lot of cool people. And I just, I'm just very encouraged by a lot of the pastors that I've met here and other folks. Um, I was talking with my pastor and he knows, he sees the biggest issues going on of critical race theory. And he's, and I wasn't sure he had a good, uh, I, I, I wasn't sure. I mean, I, she, I should have known he's a great, he's very diligent. I, I wasn't sure he had done his research on the presidents, but he had, of course, and him and I were on the same page about who should be president and who's the worst. <laughs> because uh, for those in the SBC, if you liked Russell Moore and you like J.D. Greer, then you're going to love this uh, Linton guy because he's just them on steroids. So he's the worst choice. And we both agree that Mike Stone is the best choice. Uh, I just, from my research, um, he just seemed like a really uh, upstanding guy and and a guy who really wanted to get back to just spreading the gospel, get away from critical race theory. He he uh, co-signed or co-wrote a resolution to saying that CRT, critical race theory, is incompatible with the Baptist faith and message. By the way, if you're not sure what critical race theory is, uh, it's it's being pretty widely spread out now. So I'm, I think it's much more widely known than it was even just a month ago. But I did uh, my first two podcast episodes were over it. So if you want to get a more in-depth, detailed exposition on that, then go and listen to those. 
but basically it is just uh, Marxism repackaged, and instead of uh, the you know rich versus poor, the proletariat versus the bourgeoisie, it's now black versus white, and you know uh, male versus female, and uh, gay versus straight. It's just horrible. It pits people against each other. It it makes people eternal. Um, oppressors oppressed and there's it, it there's this it would just totally destroy the body of Christ and what's bad is some people are they'll some prof- seminary professors and some pastors will say yes it's bad but we can use it as an analytical tool to figure out what's going on in society to which I say no the Bible is our tool because what they do is they try to use CRT to to determine the thoughts and intentions of the heart. But the Bible says that only the Bible can do that. It's sh- the Bible, the Word of God, is sharper than any two-edged sword, being able to separate bone from marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Only God's Word can do that. No other man-made, godless philosophy can. And the thing is, people act like critical race theory is this great analytical tool, even if there's flaws with it, but the thing is, it's based on no research. It's not even, like, it's not even scientific. So it's it's just a ploy of Satan. It really is. So just pray that, uh, keep praying that God opens people's eyes, especially these pastors, because a lot of them I've talked to. Okay, I'm going to get into this. They So at the Baptist, uh, at the Texas Baptist uh, Convention reception, I met this one pastor, great guy. He was telling me some of the things that were good things that were going on. He grew. Uh, he worked for a long time in Fort Worth, where I grew up, for part of my well, a good chunk of my childhood. Um, and he was really he he really understood what was going on. And then I talked to this other couple, and they pastor a small town, ta- uh, a, pa- a church in a small town in Texas. And I and um, both the pastors were both. Whenever they meet me, they say, so are you a pastor? I go, no, I'm just a layperson from my church who's con- concerned. And and uh, my pastor asked if I want to be a messenger, and I go, yeah. And so they're all very encouraged about that. But then one of them asked me, and I, I could tell just from the get-go that they were leaning more towards the liberal side. I mean, you can just tell when you talk with them. Um, and he goes, well, what are you, what are you concerned about? If I may ask, he goes, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you. I just want to know. And so I, I told him my concerns that the CRT is being taught in the seminaries that women are being allowed to preach. And I'm going to do an episode on that, why that's bad. Um, I told him there's been a lot of corruption and shady business going on behind doors. that needs to be corrected, um, and reconciled and, and then I told him, "There's, there's, I, I feel like there's going to be a push, real soon, to try to normalize homosexual behavior. There's just you can see it with some of these, uh, some of these seminary professors. I mean, two of the biggest proponents, the, those were that were kind of pushing the edge. Both the Moors, Beth and Russell, are out, thankfully. But uh, J.D. Greer pushes it, and, and so do others. But he was like, oh, no, 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 we're definitely not going to, that's not going to be a problem. It's definitely in the Baptist faith and message that that's a sin. And I'm like, yeah, okay, well, we said that about other things a few years ago. And then he's like, and, you know, CRT, yes, that's a big problem in society. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's def- the, all the seminaries, they've signed this paper, we're saying it's bad. And I was like, okay, well, I, I've heard a clip of a professor at Southern Seminary, Al Mohler Seminary, 
teaching verbatim critical race theory. And then there's another guy who wrote his as his uh, like doctoral dissertation was a paper basically applying critical race theory to Christianity, you know, not in like a, you know, not as like a critical, you know, criticizing it, but as an assuming it's true. And Al Mohler hired him on staff. I need to find his name so I can tell you. Um, but um, then he kind of hemmed in halls. was like, well, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's a big problem. But you know, those clips were taken out of context. I'm, you know, listen online. You know, I'm, 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 I'm probably not, not being. Uh, he, he didn't sound like his voice wasn't like that when I when he was talking with me. But I'm saying that to show you the kind of way he was trying to to uh justify it and um so so it, even in the Texas Baptist Convention it was good it was interesting to see the contrast between different pastors both pastors of small churches in rural Texas both really nice guys both um seeming to love the gospel but you but I could tell immediately what side they were on because when I come and uh they the first pastor and another some other pastors, when they asked me why I'm here, I said, because I'm concerned about the SBC. And they're like, oh yeah, we got to get back to biblical truth. They're always, they're all about truth. But then this other pastor and his wife, and again, nicest folks you'll ever meet, but they asked me why I'm here. I said, I have concerns about the SBC. And they're like, yeah, pray for peace. Pray for unity. So (laughs) you can see, you can, as soon as you hear it, you can tell which side they're on. Anyway, so it's really great uh, to be here. I'm so thankful that I'm able to come, that uh, my pastor um, uh, was gracious enough to make me a, a messenger. And uh, anyways, it's been a long day, folks. I'm going to read some of this uh, Baptist, uh, the 2021 SBC um, book of reports, so I can know a few things for uh about tomorrow and also to put myself to sleep because it's like reading a financial statement mixed with a phone book. But anyways, God bless guys. I will see you tomorrow. Take care. If you like Slang Giants, please visit the website at slanggiantshow.com and support us via PayPal. You can also contact us at slanggiantshow at protonmail.com. Slang Giants is a Joe Sneed Creative Production. If you're a podcast junkie like I am, you've probably thought about starting your own. But the idea can be intimidating and you don't even know where to start. Well, use the company that I've used to help me get started, and that is Buzzsprout. We use Buzzsprout and they have made the process so easy. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening tools to promote your episodes, and more. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, and it gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and help support our show. Sign up for Buzzsprout today.